Hey guys, welcome to episode number 50 what? of Quality Tech Talk. 50. Five We've zero. Doing, we're doing this. Well, it's, it's technically 51 because you had the one bonus episode. Ah, but it's 50. It's but 50. it's 50. So if you've been rocking very with us since day one, thank you. Hey, um, so I just want to interject. Like, <clears throat> I was talking to one of my guys, uh, Eddie, uh, yesterday. And I, you know, I told him, I said, hey, we're about to do our 50th episode. And I was just like, you know, my boy Omar, uh, you know, he told me there's a, there's a statistic out there that there's a lot of people that jump into either YouTube or or or, uh, or podcasts and and they do like one or two shows and then that's it. Like they don't even keep going like me and Omar. We've been doing this shit for two years now or mm -hmm. more. And right. and we just, you know, we doing it for the passion. It's just, you know, we talk about this regularly. So why not talk about it? For the world, whoever's listening, you know what I'm saying. So uh, we have, like he said, we appreciate whoever is a listener. Uh, we hope to gain more listeners. Like I said, we're at 50, man. Not a lot of people can do that. Absolutely, man. You know, it's just like you said. That's a stat from Anchor, um, which is the podcasting platform that we upload with, um, and they. They, uh, they say people do one episode, and a lot of times there aren't two episodes. It's like half of the podcast that they host. So, you know, because a lot of people, you'll be at a bar or something like, hey, man, we should make a podcast. And then, <laughs> you know, you don't realize, like, you have to have, you have to have, a, like, a consistent schedule and uh, always up. Like, there, there are weeks when Cress and I are struggling for topics. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that happens, you know, yeah. and. Uh, this is not one of those weeks, by the way. Um, yeah. But uh, I want to jump. So, but yeah, I just want to thank everybody who has been listening and continues to listen. Rate, subscribe, you know, the whole nine. Uh, but today, you know, we are going to talk all about the company in Cupertino, California. We're going to talk all about the new Apple event uh, that just happened uh, this past Tuesday. I'm trying to think, bro. Our first episode, which uh, topic was that? It was a Galaxy S10. Oh, okay. All right. I'm trying to. I'm mm -hmm. trying to see if we're like at, at 50 at another Apple event. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Uh, like our third episode was like an iPad event when they announced the at that time redesigned uh, Mini. I think. Gotcha. And iPad Pro. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it, it's close though. It's close. But but yeah. So Apple had an event on Tuesday. They announced a bunch of stuff, and we're going to talk about it. So a lot of people were saying that this Apple event was kind of underwhelming, uh, mainly because, like, there's a lot of stuff that was leaked and predicted that never happened. Like, they had the bronze-colored uh, new iPhone. They were talking about uh, new AirPods that never came. Um, the satellite stuff that was rumored for the iPhone. You know, all that stuff just wasn't... All, all, but I will say, the satellite thing sounds like a WWDC thing. You know? Yeah. So I didn't think that was going to come to an Apple event. Or iPhone event, excuse me. Well, when you think about the satellite stuff, uh, I, you know, I, I remember us talking on the side about how, you know, at one point Google was going to throw like Wi-Fi in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so like that's that it sounds like to me, there's a lot of uh, rumblings out there and somebody's talking about doing something in the sky. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen eventually. I think these, these companies, OEM, especially like Google, Apple and Samsung are going to be fed up with the carriers. And just like, well, why can't we do this ourselves? You know, and I literally, we'll I literally just, I didn't read the article, but I was actually going through my news plus, and there was an article that popped up that saying Apple is a carrier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're right. What's next? I mean, outside the cellular service, if you really think about it, like they sell the whole suite of products now, and they they have their own storefronts, and they do their own in-house financing. You know, outside the cellular service, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you could see them maybe doing an MVNO like Google Fi. Yeah, you know that might be the first step. You know, we'll yeah. see if that ever if that ever happens. Now that that'll be, uh, you know, I, I understand there's a difference between you know how many you know Android versus Apple users are around the world, but for America, if that happened, it'll probably what what, what you say? What you what was the printed percentage you say? The sixty percent Apple or something like that? Yeah, sixty percent oh. iPhone users. Yeah, that bro, that'll probably go up to twenty percent. It'll go up some percentages if if they actually did a did their own carrier, or not their own carrier, but you know, 
I'd be curious if they did make their own carrier, how many people would switch from a Verizon, T-Mobile, or AT&T. Right. That would be fascinating to see. Yeah. Uh, there's a real test of their um, name recognition, right? Yeah. But let's jump into the event, man. You know, they, uh, they announced uh, a few products, but they led the show talking about a software product. Uh, yeah. They talked about Apple TV+. And, you know, it's funny. When it was rumored that Apple TV Plus was coming out a couple years ago, I was like, oh, what are they going to do? They're going to, like, you know, are they going to take the Netflix approach? Are they just going to be, like, the old Netflix, which would get rights to a bunch of stuff? Come to find out, Apple really wants to be the next HBO. Yeah. You know, and you know, HBO, obviously, well-known for, like, shows like The Wire, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, you know, for, you know, just great groundbreaking television. And what they've decided to do is, you know, we're not going to lease any movies or shows from anybody. We're going to have all of our original stuff here. And, you know, they did that with Ted Lasso and The Morning Show and C with Jason Momoa. And what they announced, what was it, like 35 new shows and movies? Yeah, it was something small. And, you know, there was people that were like, ah, they're not going to be able to compete. But, dude, the content, the content alone. I was telling Omar the other day, the content alone even though it's a small catalog, is enough to compete. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy mm-hmm. part. So, um, but yeah, Apple TV Plus is, uh, I, I love it. I, to, to, to piggyback off of what you were saying, I, my thought was, or what I, I guess what I might have hoped, I hoped that it was really going to be a YouTube TV competitor. Like, I mm, wanted like live TV. Yeah, yeah, I wanted like the YouTube TV plus originals. I mean, or Apple TV plus plus originals. And like, you know, I can actually just use that as my, you know, guide and, you know, it, whatever Apple had to do to make to to spin it off to make it more Apple-y. Uh, but that was my thought. And I guess that's kind of what I wanted. I kind of, to be honest with you, wanted to, you know, we did a uh, we did an episode on, on streaming services, right? I kind of want the, my my thought before this even was announced. I was like, man, I hope I could just do everything in Apple. Like that was just my thing. And sorry, sorry that may be sheep talk, but I was just trying to just be like, okay, Apple TV. The plus is your t like literally everything. <laughs> you know that brings up a good point about YouTube TV. They are so far and ahead of everybody else. It, like yeah, they're expensive. Don't get me wrong. Like I have YouTube TV. I can vouch. It's sixty five dollars a month. It's expensive. Yeah. But, um, it's they are they like they have the best DVR set up. They're the app is available on everything, and uh, you know they're just running laps around Fubo and Sling, and you know it's it's just it's just kind of crazy, uh, how how dominant they've become because you know Google has the money to do it. It's it's not it's not it's not cheap to uh run a you know have all those contracts with the live TV companies and all the sports channels and you know movie channels and all that stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, Apple TV Plus Originals, they're adding a bunch more. Uh, pricing on that is $5 a month. Uh, if you buy an Apple device, like an iPhone or an iPad, or actually even like earpods, oddly enough, um, you they'll give you uh, three months of it for free. Uh, if you have the Apple One bundle um, or any tier of that, you get one month of a free trial as well and that is um available on a bunch of devices too so it's not just like apple tv and stuff and if you have t-mobile they'll give it to you for a year for free (laughs) because of their little situation they had yeah yeah exactly so you know check that out Uh, i i still need to catch up on all these uh so i'm probably going to be watching you know ted lasso in the morning show pretty soon here bro i'm hooked see what it's all about i said it yeah, before I'm, I'm sleep bro i'm sleep on, on on ted lasso i gotta i gotta wake up bro like look it, it ted lasso and i you know i'm only i'm only talking about that a little bit more just because for one apple loves ted lasso when you walk into their stores they literally have ted lasso stickers on the table ted lasso this when the uh, second season was announced um so like that's their thing um, but Ted Lasso is like one of those shows where, yeah, you have to pay attention, but it's also like, it, it gives you a feeling. It gives you a vibe. Like you can actually just sit back and just be like, and, and just, I guess kind of like be, be with the characters kind of sort of like mm. you can actually feel what's going on in the, it's, it's so real. It's, it's so real. And, and Jason in that movie, I mean, in that TV show is just like, I, I looked at him as a, as a, as a, in comedy. You know how you look mm-hmm. at somebody in comedy and be like, oh, they can't play a, a, a real role? No, right. no, nah, he's doing so well. Like, so good, dude. 
Yeah, and uh, he is, uh, I mean, they've, they're like approaching that show the same way Netflix did with House of Cards back, back some years ago. You know, that was their first big success. So, so obviously they're going to pump it up, right? All right. Um, all right. So let's, uh, they went from there to talk about iPad. So two iPads were announced. Uh, one more exciting than the other. Let's start with the least exciting one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they uh, refreshed the iPad 10th gen. So the, uh, the base model iPad uh, looks exactly the same. Yeah, uh, they got added, a problem with uh, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, they added they added the ultra wide front camera with the center stage feature that kind of motion tracks you. Um, they bumped it up to the A13. I believe the old iPad had the A11, and um, it now starts with 64 gigs instead of 32, and uh, so it still starts at 329. Still Lightning, still Touch ID uh, on the home button with the home button and everything. What's so weird about those iPads? Is that iPad OS, even if you have the button, allows you to do gestures. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I didn't even, you know what? We we got an iPad here and I ain't even noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. But, you know, they're really positioning this as an education device. Yeah. You know, uh, they're, they compared it to Chromebooks and that's who they're really targeting with this. You know, they're not targeting the Samsung tablets or anything like that. Um, that's kind of what the mini's doing, but so I just want to jump in. So you brought up the Chromebook thing. I was actually, you know, TMI, but uh, you know, when you sit on the toilet, you think about things. You know, you you open up your new newspaper, which is your phone, and you just look through stuff, right? And uh, I was I saw a in the news plus again something about Apple School Manager, and I went through it, and I you know I never ever really thought about. How do how do schools that actually run on Apple or actually do the iPads and the and the Macs and they give them to their students? You know, there's some like high profile schools that do that, right? I always mm-hmm. wondered like how do they control it? And Apple has it's uh it's called Apple it's called school school apple dot com so it's Apple School where you can control or manage your whole fleet of things. And I always just wondered, and I knew it was out there, but I always wondered how how would somebody manage? And you know. Like you said, Chromebook is, is killing it out there with a lot of schools. And so it, that's easy to manage, you know, Google Meet and Google uh, Google Suite, you know, G Suite. But you, I just never thought about how Apple would do it. And, and from my research, like, I get it. An iPad will cost you $329 and, and a Chromebook will probably cost you like $150, like half the price. But like, I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, this is actually pretty dope and it's really organized really well. Like, I'm really surprised some schools don't like, I want to say invest and again, I'm not trying to be a sheep and say, get rid of the Chromebooks because Chromebook is really good. My kids do well on the Chromebooks. I'm just saying, like, you know, let's say for homes like my home that uses Apple everything like that would work out. Like, I wonder if I wonder if they should, like, give people the choice. You know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of schools do that. You know, they give you the choice between iPad and Chromebook. Yeah. To me, the reason Chromebook wins, there's three reasons. The cost, you talked about yep, that already. Yep. Um, but also, if you want a keyboard with the iPad, you got to buy one. Yep. <laughs> you know? And no multi-user support. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know that. You, you have... you have That's uh, one thing I complain about. Kid. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you wanted to go iPad, everybody have to have their own iPad. So, yeah. a three or $400 Chromebook with multi-user support turns into a $1,200 iPad purchase. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's the big issue. My issue as a consumer, go looking away from education on this guy is, I I, I think I've told this to you like a hundred times over the past few months. I was like, let them redesign the ten inch iPad like it's the iPad Air. Emperor, I'm buying it. It's done. I'm pre ordering immediately. Yeah, you know, and they didn't. You know, and I'm just like, man, because I just really like, you know, I like that Magic Keyboard that the Air and the Pro use, but I can't really. You know, my usage for an iPad, I can't justify $500 or $1,000 for a Pro. Mm-hmm. But I can justify 300 for the regular iPad or mm-hmm. 350 even, you know. Yeah. And and they're just sticking with Lightning and sticking with Touch ID. You know, maybe in a couple of years they'll, they'll shift it. But, you know, I was, uh, I was pretty disappointed in that. Um, you know, it's just because I feel like everything has gone to the squared off design with the focus on gestures and Face ID or at least Touch ID on the button. And uh, and they're just like the only device left that's just still rocking that old design, you know, and and it just feels very unappley and very fragmented. 
Yeah, it was. It, it seems it sounds. It, it looks like to me this was a product they forgot about. It was like last minute. Oh shoot, we forgot about the iPad. <laughs> yeah, throw throw a new chip in there and uh, a little bit more storage. Call it a day. Right. So I mean, uh, yeah, you're right, man. It, this the iPad. Uh, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna sell like crazy. I mean, yeah. we know that. You yeah. know, uh, people are gonna buy it because it's the cheapest iPad. Yeah. You know, and when it goes on sale during the holiday for two fifty, people are gonna scoop that thing up like crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh it's a good buy at two fifty. Yeah. Even a good buy at three thirty. I mean, it's still probably the most powerful three hundred dollar tablet out. I mean, you yeah. think about what competes with it, you'd be looking at like the Lenovo Chromebook tablets, the Surface Go, which is a little bit more expensive than it, you know, uh and some of Samsung's tab A line, you know, and, and it, it smokes all those. So I mean I told I told you that I would jump into an iPad when they give me multi user support. Uh, obviously, you still haven't given it to you. Still haven't given it to me, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the, the the star of the show next. But uh, even with the star of the show, I, I, I for a second had an impulse thought like, okay, I'm gonna get that. But then I thought like, nah, I'm still not ready for an iPad. And I've had a lot of iPads, you know. I, I've mentioned it on prior podcasts, but I just returned them immediately. Like, it's just a bigger phone for me. Uh, but I, I did tell Omar like, you know, I'm really invested in uh, smart home. And yeah, I've gone back and forth between some smart homes, but HomeKit, I'm like, for some reason, just just in love with. And so like I did say, like, I would like to have an iPad as a as a control center. But then again, even three hundred twenty nine dollars just to use it for that. Yeah, I'll use it for other things. But let's just say that that'll be the main use. That's still not worth it. Three hundred twenty dollars is not worth it. So <laughs> at that point, you might as well just buy some old like iPhone seven or iPhone eight, yeah, and just keep it docked and use that as your home controller at that yeah. point, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so they also announced the uh, iPad Mini. Ooh, um, that boy, nice. Yeah. So the a total redesign of the Mini. So think iPad Air. But smaller. That's uh-huh. what it looks like. So yep. it's got that all metal design, slightly bigger camera. Um, now they bumped the size of the screen to eight point three. Before I believe it was seven point nine, if I'm not mistaken, the one that had Touch ID. Um, but yeah, so they went. Uh, they took away the button. Uh, you know, so it's uh, more all screen design. It still has a pretty sizable bezel, which I'm okay with on a tablet. Because mm-hmm. you want to hold the edges, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 5G support, uh, A15 Bionic, supports the second-gen Apple Pencil, four colors. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like... You know what's so crazy? This fucking tablet is more powerful than a lot of Windows computers on the market. <laughs> because it's running the A15, yeah, you know? Yeah, And so, like... So here's here's my thing. Like I work from home now. You work from home. Yeah. If we were working in the field still, like these would be interesting because it's a compact, super powered device with five G. Right. Easy. You know. And I'm looking. It looks like you could attach the pencil to the side. Yeah, I saw that. You know what? I might be coming around on this. Um, <laughs> hey, that's what that's what MKBHD said. He said, you know what? He said the reason he said the only reason why he went by it is because it doesn't have uh, 120 hertz like the iPad Pro. Yeah, but he said he said this is one device that I that I might have to grab. So yeah, I feel I feel you. I mean, it, it's it's really attractive. I mean, it's like so so to give you an idea of the pricing on this, guys. So uh, the pricing on the iPad Mini. Starts at $500. Now, it comes in four colors. Space gray, pink, starlight, which is like their new name for white. But it's not really white. You know, like, sorry, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's not, it's not a pure white. It's almost like a white and cream type thing, yeah. you know? And they also have a, a purple one as well. I would, the only way I would get one of these is if, and I'm talking about after I have my 13 Pro Max, after I have my watch, after I have if they come out with new AirPods. I'm just talking about I'm re- I'm settled. I'm settled with Apple for the next year. Right. The only way I would get this is if I came into some extra dough. And I'm not talking about like financing. I'm just saying like I got an extra $500 just to be like, ah, let's just. Like you got this. a Christmas bonus or something. Christmas, yeah, something extra. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and try another iPad. But so, for me to be for me to be trying to like finance it, put it on T Mobile, do all that, and I'm just like, mm, I ain't trying, I ain't, I ain't about to do all that work. So 
it comes in 64 gigs and 256 and the Wi-Fi version and cellular version. So this is the Wi-Fi pricing. $500 for the 64, 256 is 650. So, I mean, obviously if you can get the 256. You know what um, I thought about doing? Hmm. And I think I said this to you. I would get I would get a mini get this and my watch and I'll be straight. But then again, yeah. I, I'll be in the field like, damn it, I want a bigger phone. <laughs> right, right. Um, so the for the cellular, so again, it's five G on all carriers. The sixty four is six fifty, and the two fifty six is eight hundred. Again, like if you take into account eight hundred dollars, and assume you get the keyboard as well. I mean, I'm assuming there's a couple hundred on top of that. So you're about a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. For a cellular connected device, compact device with 256 gig, it's very powerful. Qualcomm laptops can't compete with that, you know, not with that kind of power, you know. And uh, if you add the pencil, you know, it's another buck twenty nine. So, yeah, it's still, you know, it's, still it's, it's still slightly cheaper than uh, oh, a, a little bit more cheaper than than. But I, I the crazy it thing, it's, it's cheaper than a Pro still. So you, you you're not you're not up there saying like, oh my god, I'm so close to the price of a Pro. The crazy thing is, too, is like if you compare this with Surface, you got to compare with the Go, right? You can't compare it with the Surface Pro. Surface Pro is a 12 inch device. You know, it's, just, it's different. Right. And uh, when you compare it to the Surface Go, too, it, it smokes it. And uh, that's just the, the interesting dynamic of this device. Like, this is the perfect if you travel on planes and trains a lot device, right? So, so I thought about that, but then I'm just like, it, it, so per people like me that want the Pro Max. Yeah, 6.7 versus 8.3. I still would feel like this is a, still a pointless device. <laughs> so if if you see that person, I'm like, bro, you got a big enough phone. <laughs> right, right. But iPad OS is different than iOS now, right? Yeah. You know, you could do more with iPad OS with split screen and stuff like that. I would argue if you're going to be the person who wants a phone and a tablet and you're looking at these new products, we'll talk about the iPhone 13 in a little bit, you know, get the 13 or the 13 mini. And make your iPad mini your bigger screen entertainment device if you need that, right? Yeah. It, but if you get the Pro Max, you should, in theory, not not only get one device, right? You wouldn't need both. You know, so, uh, but that's the, uh, the iPad mini. The thing about it, nothing is touching this on the market. Like, yeah. no small tablet comes close. Like, Samsung's 8-inch tablets are, like, throwaways, basically. They don't have a high-end 8-inch tablet. Uh, the smallest Google tablets you'll find are like 10-inch Lenovo uh, Chromebook ones. And then you have the Surface uh, Surface Go, and, and it's not the same. But, it, but then even, what you, even with what you said, well, the last thing you said is not the same. You're right. There, to be honest with you, I feel like tablet, let's just talk tablet, tablet makers, period, I think have given up. They're like, you know what? We'll let, we'll let Apple have this. <laughs> Like for real, and Apple's like, "All right, thanks. We about to run with this." And like, they just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing them out. And it's one of their, you know, besides the iPhone, it's a, it's a very popular device. Man, it's like what you gotta realize is like I said this before. I'll say it again. Apple cares about tablets more than other companies care about tablets. Yeah, they they have really gone into this whole ecosystem thing. And even like, you know, we watched that. I just seen an interview with Tim Cook. Yeah. And she was straight up said like, yo, I could do all my work on this little guy. Right. You know? And, you know, obviously she's being a little facetious because we both know she needs her MacBook Pro. Yeah. You know, right. for the type of edits that she does on her on her channel. But but like little quick little things. Yeah. On like the I, go. Look at my, I look at myself like, what am I using a computer for? Really? Like I'm, I'm listening <laughs> to Spotify. I'm writing Google Docs. I got my work computer for all my work stuff. You know, that's different. But like my personal stuff, my personal content creation stuff, you know, it's uh, almost all of that I, I would do on the personal device can be done using an iPad. And the mini gives you a, a lower cost of entry, you know, than a pro. And, you know, it's right in line there with the air. I'm curious. Now, I'm not seeing anything on their website about um, uh, Magic Keyboard support. So I'm wondering uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna come up with one of those eventually, but um, so they do have a case. They had got the smart folio, but uh, yeah, no yeah, keyboard yeah. Uh, option that was mentioned or seen. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Yeah, because everything they're showing is just gonna show the uh, with the with the folio with the keyboard or with the uh, with the prop prompt uh, propped up. Excuse me, 
and uh, but nothing with uh, with a you know a keyboard. So, so so as I'm looking at the comparisons, um, they don't. They only have the smart keyboards for the iPad, iPad Air, and iPad Pro. Other than that, you would have to do a Bluetooth keyboard, which to me is okay. You know, there's a lot. Of the The iPad keyboard ecosystem is very strong. Yeah, and a lot of those, like Logitech, makes some really good ones. Bridge makes some good ones. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this comes out on September 24th, so a week from when we're recording today on Friday. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, pricing starts at $4.99. You know what? I'm looking at something else, too. Like, this would be also something good for people that's really into Apple Fitness on the go. Mm. And, and also Apple Arcade. Like, this would be, to be honest arcade with you... Arcade is it's a great arcade device. That's yeah, so, the, so I'm, I'm, again, you and I have talked about this on the side. I get it. Apple Arcade or even... It's not something like, you know, a PS5 or, you know, Xbox. It's none of that. I get that. But right. uh, this would be one of those... Not necessarily compared to a Nintendo Switch, but you know, if you think if you if you're trying to compare like sizing and what you can do, and you know, depending on the person, I mean, it's a it it's it, it's one of its competitors to a degree, depending on what games you're playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What you think about that? Depending on game, depending on the games you're playing. I think uh, Apple Arcade is just trying to re evolve how we game on the go. And Xbox is taking a different approach. Yeah. So in theory, it competes with Stadia and Game Pass yeah. and uh, okay. the NVIDIA uh, game cloud. There you go. Okay, um, I feel that. But it's not going to compete. It doesn't compete with the traditional console. No. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. I'm saying like if, if you pull out a Nintendo Switch and like, I don't know, do some adventure games or, you know, whatever. Not the like high, high class games. Yeah, it could be one of those things that you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah, it does compete with the Switch. I, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so that's um, that's iPad. Uh, so new mini, new 10 inch, no, no revisions to the air or the pro, which no one really expected. Um, now let's move on to the watch, Mm. uh, Apple watch. This was interesting to me, not because of the device itself. The device itself is really just a, you know, a slight evolution over the watch series six, but, um, is how wrong the leaks were. Super wrong. Like this is, I think that is this one of, well, first of, not first of. Of not many, but they were every every single leaker was like, "This is it." Like there was nobody coming in saying they're it, 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 we, they're keeping the same design. Nobody. Yeah, everybody thought that they're going to go with the um, you know the flat edges, kind of like the iPhone 12 series yeah. or 13 series, and they just went rounded like the other Apple watches, and they even like went out of their way to tell you how rounded they are. They're like, "Yeah, we rounded it even more." You know. And... <laughs> Do you think? Do you think there was a start of a, of a mock? There were there was an idea. Then they said, "Let let's let's pump fake them real quick. Let's just keep it regular. Let's wait till next year." Man, that would be the most Apple thing ever. So I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that might have happened. Pump fake. <laughs> Cro- right, broke right. your ankles. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so they they made the screen a little bit bigger. Uh, it has uh, five colors. Uh, comes in green, blue, red, product red, starlight again, and uh, midnight, which is like midnight blue. Mm, that color's so nice. And that uh, that green. What's the green called? They're just calling it green, it looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah, with watch colors, they don't get too fancy with the names, I noticed, you know, over the years. Right. They're pretty straightforward with it, you know. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a bigger screen uh, than last year. A brighter screen. And here's what's so weird. Like, they're uh, still going to be selling the Series 3. Like, I, I texted you about this um, yeah. during the event. You know, so they're basically looking at the Series 3 is your entry level. SE is like your affordable mid-range one. And the 7 is your flagship watch. I want. I would have wished I, Justine, to ask him... Why keep the Series 3, like you said? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know where the thought process is at. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, like, you think, like, why Why not just keep... Maybe the only reason I can think of is that the 4, 5, 6, and 7 look so much alike. that maybe the 3 sticking around causes that differentiation in the in the lineup. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, because they do when you when you put them next to each other. If you go to the compare part portion, you do see the, and I think they're doing like you. I think they're doing that for a reason. You see the difference in design that way, like mm-hmm. you said. 
you get the smaller screen if, the, if you don't really care about the real estate. Then, okay, if you want a little bit, you want a more of an upgrade, cool. But if you want the best one, here it is. So, I, you know, they're doing the iPad approach. Right. Um, so they really focus a lot on durability for this one this year. So it says crack resistant with the strongest front crystal ever. Dust resistant with IP6X certification. And uh, swim proof water resistance as well. Funny thing is... Um, Looks like this one's going to be delayed, and it's really like the first product from Apple that's been impacted by the chip shortage. Yeah. Um, I'm down. So, yeah, Save so, my pockets. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so it's uh, starting price is $399, just like every new Apple Watch is every year. And, uh, you know, it's my issue with smartwatches, not just Apple's watches, but everybody's, is everything is ecosystem lock-in now, you know, and... Um, like, if you have Apple Watch, it means you have to have iPhone. Uh, if you have Android, you're fucked. If you have a Galaxy Watch, you probably should have a Samsung phone. It's not going to work with iPhone. Yeah. If you And it, it might work kind of weird with Google phones or, or other Android phones, excuse me. Fitbit's owned by Google. Who knows how much more proprietary they're going to become. There's a rumor going around that Fitbit's no longer going to work on the iPhone. Mm. You know, and, uh, and I'm just like, the OnePlus Watch doesn't work with iPhone, you know. Well, Fitbit probably sees less and less people using Fitbit with iPhone. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? Like, well, everybody's buying Apple Watch, and so ecosystem lock-in must be the way. But then, like, you got like people like me who switch platforms. Like, it's it'd be kind of annoying to have to switch watches. So that's like I think why I never buy wearables now is because everything is just so ecosystem dependent. And you know, that started with the Apple Watch. You know, Apple Watch did that. So. It's uh to me it's unfortunate, but it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. You know, it's um I mean if you're locked into to the iOS ecosystem and you know, and watch OS ecosystem, this is great. You know, you have your iPhone, you got your AirPods Pro, you got your cellular Apple Watch, so everything's connected and you know. I get it. You know, I, I get the appeal. You know, it, it's there is an appeal to having it all work together, you know, and without having to download a bunch of extra apps and hope for the best type of thing. I can text better on my watch now. I can swipe <laughs> instead of doing the drawing of the letters. That used to annoy me. And not that I used it often, but I, sometimes I didn't want to do voice. So sometimes my phone was away and I'm like, ah, I wish I could type. I wish I could hit some letters versus trying to draw out the letters. So I'm happy for that. I know that's a small thing, but if you actually use it or want to use it like me, that's a that's an upgrade for me, at least. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? During the watch keynote, they spent a lot of time talking about Apple Fitness Plus. Yeah. And uh, so if you don't know, Apple Fitness Plus is kind of like Apple's fitness guide subscription service. The best way I can explain it, if you've ever seen like how Peloton does it, mm -hmm. you know, with their videos uh, for on their, uh, on their bikes and treadmills, uh, then you get an idea what this is. So yeah. you, know, you get like all these trainers uh, helping you do all these different types of workouts, whether it's uh, Pilates, strength training, yoga, walking, you know, there's like 11 different workout types. It's uh, $10 a month um, with a free month trial and $80 for the year if you pay up front for the year. They're also adding more countries. Uh, I believe they added like six more countries uh, to the support. If you have Apple One, it's uh, if you have Apple One Premier, it's included. Yeah, yeah. And this is just really like the amount of time they spent on it just reiterates to me how much more of a software company they are now. Yeah. You know? Like they're going to try and get people on, you know, iCloud subs, Apple One subs, um, uh, Fitness Plus, Apple Music, TV Plus. You know, these are going to be focal points moving forward. Lifestyle, because, bro. Because like you look at like somebody like me, you know, I'm looking at this event. I'm not, I'm probably not going to buy any of these hardware devices. You know, I might look at iPad mini for a minute, but more than likely I'm not buying any of these. So I look at somebody like me, like, all right, how do we capture this person's money? Right. It's like, okay, well, if they want to get in shape and, you know, they happen to be using an iPhone, whether it's a new one or an old one, they could get this fitness plus, And now we got a revenue stream and, oh, they listen to music, you know, they, the Apple music will work and they, that's a revenue stream, you know? And so there more companies are about like Google's all about this, of course. It's something that Samsung's still trying to figure out. That's why they partnered with Microsoft. So yeah. uh, it was more telling, it, like it wasn't like really a product that I, I was super interested in, but it was more telling as to the direction of the company moving forward. You know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, I'll tell you this. Uh, there was uh, when I was working in the in the field, there was a, a, a picture going around uh, of, of, you know, with the Apple logo. And it says we're, it's not a brand. It's a lifestyle. And I mean, even though how sheepy that sounds, um, I mean, you said it. I mean, they're trying to get you. They're they're working with your everyday life. They're looking at it as, hey, you work out. Hey, we got that too. Hey, you you know what I'm saying? Hey, you want to watch TV? We got that too. Hey, you you want the best watching? We got that too. You want you know what I'm saying? So they're giving you. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it, you know, we talk about the wall garden and all that, but I mean, to be honest, if you want the the simplest situation and you just want it all just to work hand in hand and you want it to match your life. This this is this is that lifestyle. You know, I've uh, said this a million times on this podcast before, but there is a image that Apple likes to maintain with its customers. And that image is they're like fashion forward, environmentally focused, active lifestyle. You know, they're going out taking a lot of pictures. They enjoy life, but they're also worried about their wellness. That is very much Apple's brand, you know, and something like Fitness Plus, you know, it helps that, you know, a lot of these like influencers and celebrities and stuff like to use their products. So it's easy to kind of fulfill that image. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, um, the and Fitness Plus just further entrenches that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they're going to keep on doing it like, you know, like Samsung for a while, you know, struggled with that image problem, you know. They're like, are 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 people fashion influencers? Are they business people? Like, who's who's our who's the Samsung customer, right? And for a while, it just kind of became, well, they're the people who don't want to be like the iPhone users. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's kind of what they've uh, what they've rolled with. And one thing you you have to give Apple is they've narrowed down their product demographics so well that they they've kind of figured out who their people are and who their people aspire to be. And they're going to market their products accordingly. And like you. So so based on, I, I lo- you know, as I as we do this podcast, I, I actually listen to you like, like I'm a <laughs> listener. Right. <laughs> uh, but that but that bring, that brought me to something that I started to watch on, on uh, Lou later. Uh, it was uh, something by Android. Was it Android Police or nine to five that they posted uh, a few weeks ago of what would what would make you switch from Android? And they had these different categories up. And so, like, it, it, like you said, Apple's doing things so well for what they do. I'm trying to find out, like, what, what I mean, we don't have to get into that, into the answers. I know we got to keep moving, but it's just a thought. Like, what would they have to do to really break their target, to break their market, to break the, the people that they have? Like, what would they really have to do? Like, they, would they have to just lose products or, I mean, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Oh, you mean what would Apple have to do to lose Apple users? Yeah, um, like, it's crazy. I mean, you know, obviously price price jumps haven't really impacted it. <laughs> and people thought that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you would need like a massive like quality control issue. Like, mm, like, like that Note, Note 7. 7. Note 7 times 5. You know, times, like, yeah. Y- yeah, you would need something like that. Okay. Or you would need like some high level executive at Apple to get into some scandal that's like really bad, you know, <laughs> and not, not like, not like some random, like product marketing guy, like, like, oh, like if Craig Federighi got into some, some hot water, you know, yeah, yeah. which, which would be so hard to believe because he seems like such a wholesome guy, but yeah, yeah. You know? but yeah, so that would, uh, that would probably be it. Um, yeah, you're right. It'll, it would have to hit their brand more than their product. It would have to hit their brand. Yeah, because, yeah, you need to you need to sully their brand. Like if they had lost their epic thing and they got deemed a monopoly, that could have hurt. But yeah. uh, but they didn't. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's move into the star of the show, uh, which is the iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 Pro. Um, here's my thing. No one expected these to be like redesigns, right? I mean, nah, they redesigned. They redesigned the iPhone last year, you know. So let's start with the 13. So they brought back the Mini, which is interesting because everybody kept on saying it's a failure. You know what's so funny, though? Everybody's saying, oh, the the Mini failed. The Mini probably sold more than most Android flagships, you Mm. know, in in the U.S. Because if you're accounting for the fact that Apple has 60% market share, okay? 
but the Mini only accounted for 5% of iPhone sales. Well, that's more than like a OnePlus flagship probably sold. Mm. That's more than the Pixel 5 sold. That's more than probably the baseline S21 sold. Yeah, so they probably look at it, they probably look at those numbers and they're like, you know what? We we beat out some of the competition with this. It might not sell what we wanted, but hey, let's do it again. And you know, here's the thing, man. You know me. I'm not afraid to criticize Apple. Like I use Apple products. I'm using Beats headphones. I'm talking to you on an iPhone right now. But uh, I will. I'll, I've always like thought, you know, even if it's a company I like, like I criticize Google, I criticize Apple, I criticize them all because you want those companies that you like to be better. Right. I have to commend them for committing, staying committed to the small phone. Mm-hmm. You know, because there, like, there are a good amount of people who held on to their original iPhone, iPhone SEs and five fours. I know people like that held on to some fours too. Yeah, and even like the six, you know, they held on to that for a long period of time because yeah. they didn't want to jump in screen size. Mm-hmm. And you know, the mini gives them that. You know, it's uh, the same size as it is uh, as it was last year. You know, so you're getting the 5.3 inch, oh, sorry, 5.4 inch display on the mini. 6.1 still on the 13. Um, interesting tidbit is that they, uh, they're both OLED screens like last year, but uh, they are coming standard with 128 gigs for the base model and uh, 512 maximum. So the cool thing is, is that they're keeping the price the same, 699 for the mini, 799 for the 13, and, and, but increasing the storage. You know, so that's nice. Um, another big thing they did, they made the notch a little bit smaller. They did this on the pros as well. Uh, of course, go ahead. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, after that that long conversation about the notch, I, I, I'm used to it now. I really don't even yeah. care. What I'm curious <laughs> about is, like, with this bigger notch, or smaller notch, excuse me, with so bigger top corners, if they'll allow you to have the battery percentage. Oh, um, like chill up there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That would be nice. Um, yeah. But beyond that, uh, A15 Bionic chip, of course. Uh, they improved the cameras also. So the camera arrangement's different this year. So on last year's 12, they were top and bottom on the on the sensor to the left. Now they're kind of diagonally uh, set up. The reason they did this was they made the lenses bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, this is kind of like the similar camera experience to the iPhone 12 Pro from last year, uh, mi- minus the LiDAR. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, I tell you what, man. I mean, it's 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 intriguing. So, so you're looking at this, and you know, they're they they are talking about like all these different photographic styles and camera modes and and all that, and they are really like going in on two things this year. The camera's great on the 13 mini and the 13, and the battery's better. Yeah. And, those are good. That's going to be their thing. And my thing is, if you're coming from a 12 or 12 mini, probably not worth it unless you really, really want the battery life. And uh, but if you're coming from like a 10 series device, I think, uh, you know, it's worthwhile to consider. You know, well, what are your uh, thoughts on on these phones? I, I, I just got to say this. I'm you know, I, I use that. We talked about mobile photography and, you know, it, it's growing and growing and growing. I'm so happy with this cinematic mode. And I just got to do this rack, rack city, bitch. And what I mean by that is they got this thing called rack focus, mm-hmm. where it does this shifting of focus to one subject or another that you see in the movies. Man, I Apple has had the best video um, uh, video quality in a mobile phone for a very long time. And for them to add this, I just can't wait to use it. You know, mm-hmm. I got dogs, I got kids, you know, they do sports and, you know, I, I wonder how well it will work in active situations, but I do just see this just working at, you know, at a day, a day at the park, you know what I'm saying? And just people like, you know, we talked about it before the podcast, people that um, really want really good photography, but don't, are, don't have the knowledge of like the settings and what to do with pro raw and all that. Like you just hit a button and now you're a pro. I mean, to a degree, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy for it. I mean, that's one reason. There's a couple of reasons why I switch iPhones every year. Like some people be like, oh, it's the same thing. Why are you going to do it? Well, I look for camera, I look for speed, and I look for display. If those three have upgraded, I'm, I got to jump in. I, I get it. I could just keep my 12 Pro, but nah, bro, I got to keep the quality going. 
So I'm I'm hyped for the cameras, to be honest. And I'm happy and I'm, ha- I'm happy that they're doing this in the regulars. You know what I'm saying? They're doing it in the 13 and 13 mini. Like they're they're like, okay, we want the we want the average consumer to have that same pro power to a degree. Right. Uh the you know, to your point about the video recording on iPhones, uh, you know, that's so so true just because the image signal processor that Apple used on their A chips are just better than what Qualcomm does on the Android side. And, you know, I, I experienced that firsthand, like, last night. I was at a concert, and, you know, I was recording with my 12 Pro, and, you know, I was watching the videos uh, this morning just to see how it turned out. And, um, you know, it was, it was impressive, man. Like, the sound quality and everything, you know, the mic quality was uh, was superb. And, and, yeah, you know, I'm bringing those type of experiences to the 13 and 13 Mini. I mean, that's huge. Now, obviously, it's not, there are limitations on their camera capabilities, you know, versus the Pro, which is why it's a Pro and not Sam. But when you're, when you're talking about a, a phone with a camera that's social media ready, that's going to take a good video and for you to share on Instagram and stuff, and it's going to take good photos, you know, without much fuss, you know, you you can't, it's hard to go wrong at, at seven and eight hundred dollars. Uh, with these two phones, I'm curious to see specifically with the mini how it's received this year. Because I remember, mm. remember last year, all the reviews they were kind of like, Oh man, this is great, but the battery life sucks, you mm-hmm. know. And, and so, I'm curious to they, they're claiming like an extra two hours of battery life on the mini, and I'm just curious to see what that looks like. Yeah. And uh, uh, as far as colors, uh, they're gonna come in five, you're gonna have the this pink that they is kind of like a salmony pink. Mm, they 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 missed the they missed the mark on that. I don't give a damn. That that <laughs> pink shouldn't be that pink. Even for the pro, they should have came out with a pink. We are everybody have seen it. We seen it. The, the, that deep pink they should have did. This ain't pink. Yeah. This is just like you said, salmon or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then they came out with a, a newer blue, uh, which is not as not as royal blue as last year's. It's more right. on, on the teal spectrum. Yeah. Uh, black, which they're calling midnight. And Starlight, which is again that cream white color, yeah. and uh, product red. And this year's product red for the baseline iPhone is actually really red, kind of like the iPhone 11. Good. Whereas last last year's was a little more of that orangey hue. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that is um, the so yeah the pricing six ninety nine for the so mini seven ninety nine for the regular thirteen. And Before they go up. A uh, hundred and two hundred dollars to go up in storage. Before they started talking about the pro, I literally was like, "Yes, let me give, let me just get the regular thirteen, let me save some money." But then we're gonna talk about it soon. Once they added all these little features that some people don't care about or some people can't notice, I was just like, "All right, forget it. I'll go with the pro again." <laughs> all right, so yeah, I mean, let's get into the pro. You know, yeah. so the thirteen pro is gonna be their flagship. Starts at a thousand dollars, like usual. Um, you know, so the big thing with the pro in, uh, you know, since they've been doing them, uh, starting a couple years ago with the 11 pro is that they are going to have, you know, that matte back texture. They're going to be better cameras and the better display technology in one way or another. Okay. The three things that you were kind of talking about is your, your reason to upgrade for an iPhone. So then they hit all three of these. So you know, three cameras on the back, of course. Um, now, all those features you were talking about with the cinematic mode and the photography modes and all that stuff, it's on this, but next level. Next level. So they enabled uh, the telephoto lens to do macro shots. They enabled with video. So they have ProRes video recording up to 4K30. Noted. That's only if you have a higher storage capacity iPhone. Right. So you're only you're capped at 1080p 30 for if you have the 128 gig. So yeah. the reason for that is probably more than likely that uh, because of how much storage it uses. You know. Right. So, right. Um, you get the audio zoom as well. They also should have mentioned why, though. That's the thing. Like, I was watching some YouTubes, and, like, there's not a reason of why out there. I mean, obviously, if you're a, a techie like us, you would understand why. But I guarantee you what's going to happen is, is you're going to have customers asking. Whereas they should have just put that into the fine. You know how they put stuff in the fine print, you know, right underneath, a, you know, a product? They should have just put that. You know what I'm saying? Or is it even there? 
So they don't even have a reasoning on their website. Yeah, see, the, so... Yeah. That's all. It just says uh, feature coming later this fall. Um, so they got night mode time lapse, the cinematic video stabilization at 4K. You know, all these, like, camera features, um, the deep fusion, oh, the smart is HDR4. The- I don't mean to cut you off. It is in the in the uh, in the tech specs. It says ProRes video recording up to 4K at 30, but then in parentheses 1080p yeah, yeah. at 30 for one. So it is in there. Okay, I'm like, man. Yeah, they they they, they they list it, but they don't say why. You know, that, that's a thing. But yeah, so the big thing is is like they're really marketing this as the best video camera phone you can buy, and. Which makes sense. It's uh, it's their strong suit, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's the thing with the camera. Uh, again, three lenses on there. Uh, I believe it's what is it? It's uh, ultra wide, wide, and telephoto. Telephoto, just like last year, but you know, improved. Uh, as far as colors, it comes in Sierra blue, which is kind of like a Carolina blue almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ain't that where so, I'm at? Carolina yeah, blue. I need to there, represent. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, silver, uh, which is kind of like their white, uh, gold, and then graphite, which is their, uh, their space gray or black. Um, but when you flip it around, we're looking at the screen and finally Apple has done a high refresh rate display on an iPhone. And so you're getting the OLED with, uh, with a variable refresh rate up to 120 Hertz. So, and I'm curious to see how this is going to impact battery life, but I'm I'm led to believe, and I was watching a video from Renee Ritchie, and he was explaining this. He was like, here's the thing. There's a reason why Apple has waited until now to do high refresh. Because, so this is like super techie, but, you know, just bear with me. The, <laughs> Samsung makes what's called an LTPO panel, which allows for variable refresh rate and... And uh, doesn't uh, create a lot of artifacting and doesn't mess up with colors, okay? They haven't really super perfected until this year and haven't been able to release it at scale that the iPhone needs. Because, again, the iPhone is going to sell a lot, you know? So the Pro and Pro Max are going to sell a lot. More so than Samsung putting, putting that display on one of their Ultra phones, for example. Yeah. You know, Samsung's bread and butter is the A52. It's not the S21 Ultra as far as sales go. So they finally are able to get it at scale, and it's it's tuned to the point where Apple is comfortable with it being on the iPhone. And I'm uh, I'm interested in it because, like, using my uh, 12 Pro, which, of course, is a 60 hertz panel, and I'm just like... Well, this is like really smooth as it is. Like, yeah. how much smoother is high refresh going to make it? You know, when you look at like some Android phones, you know, like high refresh is great because some animations from some manufacturers, uh, specifically anyone that's not Google, can be kind of like janky. So yeah. high refresh kind of fixes that. So you see a difference, right? Like, if you were to take a Samsung, like, oh, I did this when I had a OnePlus uh, 17. And so that was a 90 hertz refresh uh, yeah. panel. I turned off high refresh one day just to see. And that smooth OnePlus experience was not so smooth anymore. And hmm. and so there's a difference. But I think with with iPhone, like most of this stuff is is like it's already really smooth. So I wonder how much of a difference you'll really be able to see. You know, I'm sure like us going like cycling through menus. Yeah, we'll see it just like we did on like when I had the iPad Pro. I only noticed it when I was cycling through the home screen. Mm-hmm. I never noticed it when I was doing other stuff. That's just a tribute to how good animations and transitions are and scale animations are on uh, iOS and iPadOS. So I'm curious to see if what the reviewers are going to say about this. Because I'm, yeah, I'm sure they'll gas it up a little bit. But I think like the reality is is that it might not be as big of a deal as people are making I, I enjoyed seeing just the, the the animations when they were doing it on screen, how it can go, how it goes up and down, up and down. When you're not using it, it goes down. You know what I mean? I really want to know if the eye of a geek can see that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see go up and down, up and down. I'll take the animation. <laughs> oh, you're at 60 here. Oh, you're at 120. Up and down, up and down. And <laughs> yeah, that's just me being a kid. Like, I, I just enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, and the only other... I think the S21 Ultra does that. 
the pixels do that um you know so not many phones do the variable stuff and a lot of the like the android ones are built on ai whereas i'm sure this is going to be on device machine learning yeah. as opposed to uh like cloud-based or something but you know we'll see i'm curious to see how how that how that is going to be um with with uh the these pro phones you know and i'm curious to see you know what everybody's going to be saying about you know if they really can tell the difference with the high refresh rate I mean, I'll tell you this, man, like I, I talked to you during the, the keynote and then after a couple hours after I was just bummed out, like I was excited, like, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's sweet. But then after I'm like, this really wasn't a wow event. This I mean, I get it. This, you know, it, it turned out to be just a refinement. But uh, I was really excited, like, yeah, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. Then I was like, man, I mean. I'm not going to even rush to do a pre-order right now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get it within the next couple of weeks just mm-hmm. so I can stay in line for like annual upgrade. But I'm not in a rush. I'm more, I was, I was telling Omar, I'm more excited for Monday than I mm-hmm. am excited to get the new phone now. Well, this time around. And what I mean by Monday, iOS 15 is released. Um, so I'm more excited for the software now than I am to upgrade to the new phone. Probably because I have a pro-level phone already. Like mm-hmm. you said, like not a lot of people should go from 12 Pro to 13 Pro, but um, I have my own little reason why I'm doing that. But uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I have a pro level phone now, so I just want to see what iOS 15 looks like on it. And then, you know, in the next few weeks or so, you know, probably before holiday because I ain't going with that rush. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably get it before the holiday, uh, you know. So, but yeah, I was a little bummed out. This phone to me just exhibits why. Apple is pivoted to being a software company. Yeah. You know, they, the device, like you're generally at a point now where you can upgrade iPhones every three years, you know, and be okay for most people. Yeah. Like like you and I are different, you know, we like to have new stuff. It's, it's it's whatever. But like, if, if you're a type of person, you got the 10 S on launch day and you skip the 11, you skip the 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now 13 is out, you know, your battery's probably degrading a little bit. And you're looking at it as like, okay, this phone's going to think about the upgrade you get from a 10s Max to a 13 Pro Max, right? Yeah. You know, you're getting the third camera, you're getting the night mode, you're getting high refresh, you're getting better battery life. You're presumably getting more storage if you went with the base model, because back then it was still 64. Yeah. You know, you're getting a smaller notch with better face ID. And, you know, so you're getting support for faster charging. So it's... um. It, that's a worthwhile upgrade. Now, compare that to somebody with a 12 Pro. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, what am I getting? I'm getting a high refresh. I'm getting a smaller notch. And maybe I'm getting a little bit better battery life. Right. You know, is that worth, you know, whatever, upgrading? You know, and it's 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 a tough question to answer. Because obviously it all depends on, you know, what your priorities are. But I think Apple knows that, you know, people are upgrading their iPhones less and less uh, frequent. Like, I have a friend who still rocks a 6S, and, like, she just, like, does not want to get rid of that thing. You know? <laughs> she loves it, you know? Yeah. And she's not techie at all, you know? Yeah. She's just, like, on social media and shit, and it's just like, look, you know? It's like, if I uh, if I get another iPhone, there's just going to be another 6S. That's just where she's at with it. And I'm just like, all right. Well, I'll tell you this. There was a photo that was featured on Yelp uh, from the reviews that I do. There was a time where I had to have, you know, I, I was in between devices. I, I needed a phone at that time. It was an iPhone 6 or 6S. I think it was a 6S. Mm-hmm. And I took a photo at a restaurant and the photo came out like you would think it's a new phone. And Yelp featured it. And I was just like, wow, this phone, you know, Apple's camera just does some damage, you know, does some damage sometimes. And so that just reminded me that, I mean, hey, I mean, if her phone is running, it's running. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a testament to the fact that we've been overbuying for oh, yeah. phone capability for a long time. Yeah, like even on the Android side, like you can get phones from a couple years ago that still are you know performing at a very high level, and yeah. like even if like you went and got a Galaxy S10 today, right? That phone's like two three generations old, and you know, it, it can still hang. And that just shows you for how we use phones. They've gotten so stupid overpowered that, you know, you could get away with that. And so that's why I think it's all about software now. Yeah. And all about interesting experiences. Like, 
you know, Samsung decks or the dual screen stuff that people are doing. And, you know, I wonder, I wonder if Apple would ever do like a dual screen iPhone. Um, well, remember, we talked about that. I, I can see them doing more of a flip than a. I'm not even saying a fold, not like folding glass. Oh, like, okay. I'm saying like Surface Duo style dual screen devices. Hmm. I, I just wonder if that would ever be a, pl- a plan that they ever put into put into motion. I can I can see it. I can see them doing it if they want to innovate with with the keyboard. They would be like they would be like there's an in screen keyboard that's at you know what I mean like the keyboard is actually a screen. I can see them doing that. Um, and then yeah, you because remember they did that that touch that um, that what was it called the track? No, I'm saying it wrong. The touch screen the touch screen on the keyboard touch bar it? touch bar. There you go. Um, so I mean, yeah, they didn't continue it, but I can see them doing a keyboard where it is like a screen. You know what I'm saying? It could do multiple things than just a keyboard. What What if they uh, did the dual screen thing and they like allowed it to magnet a little mini magic keyboard to magnetize to one of the screens? So it's like mm-hmm. laptop mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I just think eventually, within the next couple of years, Apple's going to have some sort of hardware form factor reimagining and. I'm not sure what it's going to be, whether it's folding glass vertically or horizontally, or it's dual screen like the Duo and the V60. But I'm, I think eventually it's coming. And, you know, like these iPhones are like, they feel like peak rectangle slab, right? As far <laughs> as just like performance and capability and stuff like that. Like, obviously, there's some design tweaks you could do. You know, eventually they might do like the in screen. Uh, under display camera for face ID, you know, in a couple years, or maybe an in screen f- fingerprint sensor of some sort, you know, something along those lines. But as as it stands right now, where the phone is right now, I mean, this is kind of like the top of the top. Yeah. And, um, you know, because like with their cameras right now, I feel like they're on top right now, right? Like, I don't think, like, yeah, you know, the S21 cameras are going to be really good. We got to see what the Pixel 6 is going to be. Right, right. Right. You know, that's right around the corner. Um, but as, as it stands right now, I mean, you know, they're they're king of the mountaintop when it comes to cameras. Lastly, um, yeah, that was everything, right? Yeah. Lastly, um, I get it. We got probably another event coming up in October or November, probably October, uh, yeah. to talk about other things. Um, but I was, I'm, I'm saddened that I didn't get an AirPods three, at least yet. Uh, I'm probably the only person in the world that's looking for a, a upgraded home pod. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I guess I'm really looking for a home pod with a display, you know, uh, or even just the in between from original home pod and home pod mini. Just give me like a, a smith, like a bump up. Um, and uh, I think the, and, and I, you know, I, I said it multiple times. I want more Apple manufactured home kit products. Mm-hmm. Y'all did a router before. Come out with another router. I don't know. Come out with your own cameras. I don't know. Like, what was it? The keynote earlier this year? They talked about unlock your house with you, with the Apple Wallet. You got the you know car key. You got the driver's license. You got so um, you're talking about home so much. I get it. You like to partner, but where y'all stuff at? So I, 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 those are the thing. Those are the three things I want to emerge as soon as possible. Some new HomePod. Obviously, we got AirPods coming, hopefully, and just some some y'all y'all really invest. Y'all want it. Y'all say y'all invested in home. Bring me something home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh yeah because like they, they seem so committed to it, but it's like where are the products, right? You know, it, it's like you're you're getting lapped by Amazon and Google here. You know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Microsoft's out of that game now. Samsung never entered the game. And, <laughs> and you just have to, well, I mean, they did with smart things, but in terms of like their own branded speaker stuff. But, but you know, it's just kind of like, you know, f- the future now is, is more, very obviously, you know, smart assistants with displays because not even just for video content, more so just like the visualization of a calendar event or the visual response of you making a request, you know, they, they got to do that. I they mean, really I can see, it. I don't mean to cut you off, but I can see you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, I can see them, you know, we talked about, uh, Apple fitness and, you know, they're all about their Apple watch and all that good stuff. I could see them actually doing a, 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 a an extended display to the watch for like sleep, you know, mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I, I don't think the display is not something they're not doing. I think it's just going to take a minute. Yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see, one, how these products are received, and two, just like if they, because I would imagine there's going to be a Mac event pretty soon uh, to announce the 16, new 16-inch MacBook Pro that's due. I imagine that's going to be, like you said, in October to kind of ramp up their holiday push for laptops. I wouldn't be surprised to see new AirPods there and maybe a new HomePod. I mean, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, I want them to be competitive in the space. You know, it's like yeah, for I, real. My thing is like a, a common theme with me is I always want a third company is competition. Mm-hmm. So I always want Google or OnePlus to do well because of Apple and Samsung dominating. And on the smart home side, I want Apple to do something, and even Samsung and Microsoft if they ever wanted to get back into it. Uh, because Amazon and Google dominating isn't great for the competitive landscape. So you want more options, right? So, you know, I'm all about that. I hope that they do that. And, you know, AirPods are, the thing is like Apple could just kind of keep, keep on keeping on with the AirPods they have now because people are going to buy them regardless. (laughs) That's just the nature of earphones, you know, it's just like they kind of, unless there's a drastic need for an upgrade, some new technology or something like that. Um, you know, it's not going to be, you know, something that they're going to be pressing. It's not like the phone where they have to upgrade it every year. You know, it's like an expected release cycle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, going to wrap us up today for our 50th episode of Quality Tech Talk. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you for rating and subscribing to the podcast. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. That helps us with visibility on that platform. 50. Uh, 50. 50 episode. <laughs> if you uh, enjoy uh, our podcast, and please share it out with your friends on your social media feeds. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on both Instagram and Twitter. I am at Ozeron319. Cress on Twitter is at IamFreshCress. And on Instagram, he is at FreshCress. I will link those uh, handles in the description. I'm, I'm happy you caught the update. <laughs> so, for the Inside Baseball, every time I, I go to do the, the outro in our episodes, I just load up your page on Instagram. And <laughs> just sure to make sure. Make sure it hasn't changed, you know. Uh, uh, additionally, if you guys are interested in any of my tech-written articles, uh, those can be found at ozoneletter.substack.com. I will uh, link those in the description as link that link in the description as well. Uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Quality Tech Talk. Omar and Cress, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye for now.